When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello. You're very welcome to Agony Rants. Well, it must be my turn to introduce this week because we're still off for our Christmas break. But to keep you company, we've put together these compilation episodes. Well, I have. I'm the one that keeps the show on the road. You wouldn't want to be waiting for your man between his sewing and make, creating Dermot, but sure, that's a whole other conversation. We hope you're having a lovely Christmas and you have eaten as much turkey and mince pies as you can handle. Here is a look back to some of our favourite moments. Enjoy. brought my husband to Rome for his 50th birthday. We went to the Sistine Chapel, but it was at the end of 500 rooms of amazing yeah. art. And it is ridiculously, you, you feel yeah. very strange about it all when you're going through it. But the thing about Rome is there's so much history everywhere. I We went for a weekend and the first day we walked up to this fountain, right? The Trevi fountain. Yeah, and yeah. you have a moment when you see that because it's in all the great movies. And it's like, oh my God, the Trevi fountain. I can't believe we're standing at the Trevi fountain. The third day in, because we were staying not far from the Trevi fountain, I said, I can't believe we're at this fucking thing again. Which, <laughs> because it's like, you know, there's just yeah. so much history. You actually become very yeah, yeah, inured to you it. You do, yeah. So it depends on when you hit the Sistine Chapel. you got to go straight to the Sistine Chapel, clearly. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I would say put it first in your list or you're going to be very underwhelmed. Yeah, but I, I, I'm kind of with you in some ways in the sense that you don't have to go to what, you know, it's nice to go on the road, less travel. Sometimes if you look at some of the things that you can go to that are a bit different, that's great. You know, yeah. I, I love like, Paris. One of my favourite cities in the world. I love Paris and I go and I walk it. But I like to walk the cities I go to. But are you more of a city break or are you a, like a resorty break? I like both. Yeah. But I don't like to be under pressure on either of them. No, but you shouldn't be. Like on a like a city break, I, I do love a little trawl through record shops now. Yeah. It's a great record shop in Paris. And how much is, is your partner vibing on that? Oh, he stands outside. He's, he, he goes, no, I won't come in. I'll stand outside. And I was like, I, and I, at the start of our relationship, I used to think, oh, I, I should rush because he's standing outside. But now I'm like, <laughs> you stand outside all you want. <laughs> Because I'm going to be in here for two hours. Oh. If you want to stand outside. That's amazing. More power to you. Yeah. But I, um, <laughs> I sometimes feel I'm very difficult. <laughs> I, now, look, before this even starts, because I'm well aware that this week it's going to be, I did the podcast when we had COVID. Yeah, I know. You are the weaker of the two. I'm clearly, clearly the weaker of clearly the two. Clearly the weaker I of the two. I got a... <laughs> I swear to God, Dave, I am so sick. I was like, if you filled a paper bag full of soup to the brim. That's what it was like. If I even moved, it was just spilling out of me. Oh, there's nothing worse. It was Oh, it was on the brink of throwing up. Like, Oh, my oh. God. Do you know what? I was grand until I had to st stand up. Oh. Yeah, like if I was sitting down, like just reading or whatever, I was absolutely grand. I felt as like that. As soon as I moved. I felt that once. After a Long Island iced tea. Oh, right. 
<laughs> but then I think I got drunk from the, like the legs up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sometimes happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like <laughs> like you can dance all night. You can recreate every Britney Spears dance routine. But like, should you try to even get into a taxi? It's like no. you crawl. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> no it's uh, nothing. Nothing is a uh, is cooperating. I, I was so, like, I couldn't believe it. And it's been a long time since I've had to go to the doctor with a tummy bug. But I had to do the gigs. Like I had like with there were shows. There was book. work that needed to be done. I know. And your and your cohort here, who's so supportive. Your your like your mentor, your mammy. Fecked off to Donegal and left you to do it. Yeah, is there anything I can do? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the means to, but I would do okay. I, I Consider me an emotional support, was yeah. essentially what I got from you. <laughs> You'll get through this and I'm here for you. Don't call me a medical coverage. <laughs> Take a couple of Rennie. Imodium. No, no. I, do you know what I didn't realise as well? It's because because I was from down here and we were, I was up north. Yes. The, like the NHS wonderful up there. Oh, amazing. But if you're not in the NHS, like doctors are expensive. Like I had to get two injections on my bum. They were 100 quid each. 100 pounds? 100 pounds each. Yeah, and the rate's the rate's bad for you. Yeah, and she got to see my bum as well. I was oh, like, I'm sure you're charging think, people 100 quid that have a much worse bum than this. I know. You should definitely have uh, charged her for like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for that experience. I, like, yeah. I hope you're declaring this for benefit and kind. <laughs> well. I was so sick. Oh, poor pet. It was awful, yeah. It was you really bad. You look alright today, although I feel like I want to inject you myself, you know, because you're a little bit like. I had a Baraka. <laughs> Did you want to watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what I always say about Baraka? Was that if I was backstage at a Doors concert in the 70s, I would have said, Jim. <laughs> Baraka. I know, I know you're on the cocaine, but would you try a Baraka? <laughs> It does it's it for the me. the same buzz and you'll have lovely glossy hair. And much cheaper. Yeah. See? <laughs> Very economic. Like, gram for gram. Yeah. <laughs> Heroin and Baraka. <laughs> Baraka comes out quite well. Yeah, and less likely to be, you know, arrested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's so many, so you many benefits. for copper. Plus, if your dog takes it by accident, it's, you know, it's only the more lively dog rather than <laughs> a dead dog. That took a really yeah. dark turn, Neve. <laughs> Uh, Rob says, love it. Best tip is from the legend herself, Joan Rivers. Uh, Buy a cheap suit, one size too big and spend a hundred euro having it fitted and it ends up looking like a Savile Row suit. That's genius. It is genius. It is genius. Uh, Of course, it also will work if you have like a Savile Row kind of body. You know, that is to be you in a couple of weeks. Like tailored to what? You know, yeah. sometimes what? it's not how cheap the suit is. It's, it's down to what it's actually tailored 100%. to. hundred percent. Like what are, what are you hanging this suit closer to? That's what I want to ask. <laughs> but it is a good way to save money. That is a really clever tip actually to make something look really much more expensive. And actually I am a big fan of secondhand. Big fan of, you know, using things. Not obviously if somebody's died in it, but, you know, I'm definitely up for, you know. <laughs> it's always the first question. <laughs> yeah. Did somebody die in this? You know, but other than that, I'm kind of up for it. Like, well, definitely. Somebody says here, uh, by uh, Lorraine, she says, by used, Vinted is my best friend these days and very eco-friendly. Like, I had a look at it, right? Vinted is actually a website where you can buy secondhand clothes. And I have to say, like, right, the thing that always puts me off secondhand clothes is the smell in the shops where they sell secondhand clothes. And I'm sorry, <laughs> like, but there is a smell when you go in there. And I mean, and we can't, like, I get it. It's sustainable. It's good for the environment. But the places always stink. 
Yeah, but then you just get your clean. Do you not Ex- clean the clothes when you take exactly them out of places? You're getting something posted to you. So you're going to wash it anyway. I think that's genius. It is a genius idea. Vintage is a great idea. Actually, it is a really great idea. I'm all for it. To be fair, my, I have a friend who tries to give me her T-shirts that she's not using anymore every time I meet her. I'm not as keen on that. No, but, uh, you know, the thing is, I, I am all for, you know, moving stuff around. It's because sometimes we buy stuff and we don't know why we bought it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly why we bought it because it was cheap. That's what I bought. <laughs> like, I have the ugly, some of the ugliest clothes I have. My defence is, but it was a fiver. Out of TK Maxx usually is the end of that conversation. Yeah, or or, or pre-mark end of line. Yes, exactly right. The way chocolate is these days. I realise this is the most old man thing I've ever said. Okay, come on then. Chocolate used to crack. It used to break. Like, like you'd snap it and it would break. (laughs) But now chocolate tears. Have you noticed this? It tears like, like you can actually rip an Easter egg. Oh, I know what you mean. You, you used to have yeah, to you actually be, bash it. It's smash it and it yeah. would, you know, you get the satisfaction of like I think I know what the problem is. of chocolate. Go on. Have you been leaving it on the front seat of your car? It's <laughs> 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 getting overheated. <laughs> the one, do you know what? I was in the middle of a rant and I thought, <laughs> to be fair, girl, she used to keep them in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> so sure? uh, maybe I'm not going to pull apart the chocolate industry. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is more local. It's a more localised problem. I, I, I think you maybe need to think about how you're storing this chocolate. Fair enough. You know, but I stand by it. I think <laughs> I think there's a lot more than a glass and a half of milk going into dairy milk. I think there's oil. There's <laughs> stuff that makes it terrible. Yeah, my rant is not scientifically based. Okay, now here's my question. What is your go-to for a chocolate bar? One of my treats. When, when I say treats, one of, one of my, I've had a very bad day and I need everyone to leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just have like a nice, uh, you know, two massive bars of chocolate in front of the television. <laughs> and I don't want anyone to bring this up with me again. Okay. It's a Cadbury's caramel. That's, I, I do love a Cadbury's caramel. And now, I, sometimes I would get a green and blacks. Do you know why I'd get a green and blacks chocolate? Why? Because you get a bit sick if you eat the whole thing. You just oh, feel a bit... Because it's dark. Mm. It's usually dark chocolate. And, yeah, and therefore... And it, it, it's just richer. Even the milk one. Yeah. You just, like, you get you like, two thirds of a bar and you're like, ah, I'm done now. Yeah. Um, but with the Cadbury's caramel now, if you're looking <laughs> if you're looking to get through it, <laughs> that's the one. See. Years ago, right, we used to love... Do you remember when... What was that thing that... It was like bran flakes, but it had... Oh, red berries. Red berries, no, special no, no, it had... So, it, it had actual sultanas was in Was it just the, right? No, I think it was God. like a... Uh, oh, um, oh, fruit and fibre. Oh, fruit and fibre. We used to have that at home, but there was never, like, you know, the, never like any the, bell the problems fruit. in your <laughs> Oh, like clockwork. You could <laughs> set a watch by us. The problem with fruit and fibre was they were heavy on the fibre and, lo- like, they were very stingy with the fruit. <sighs> so we used to throw, my mum would, like, give us uh, sultanas to throw into it. And then one morning I decided, I remember this, it was a Saturday morning, we were down early to watch cartoons. Okay. And I, I was putting, like, I had my bowl of fruit and fibre and I was putting an extra few uh, sultanas. sultanas in it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, it's the sultanas I'm doing this for. Like, so, I mean, I have no interest in the fibre. Why fibr. am I eating the fibre? Why am I eating the fibre? <laughs> Just eat the sultanas. Just eat the sultanas. So I had a bowl of sultanas and milk. I swear to God, <laughs> you thought fruit and fibre <laughs> sent things through. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, cleanest system you ever had, I'd say. I swear to God. <laughs> like three litres of clean prep. <laughs> so 
<laughs> I feel we've moved away from the uh, the Easter situation. Say, yeah. <laughs> May cause a laxative effect. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that recipe. Okay, so I, the other uh, question I'm going to ask you, where do you stand on a Cadbury's cream egg? I have to say I love a Cadbury's cream egg. Uh, now, I know that they're... Full pe- size or mini? Oh, I, I'm not into mini eggs. Yeah, okay. Mini anything, forget it. Full size. <laughs> full size, please. <laughs> Proper. <laughs> Sorry. Proper man size. That's what I want. I went to a very different place there, and you know, <laughs> I, I, I know that I'm gonna, I'm, I gonna I'm gonna raise the tone. I know there's been controversy. <laughs> I'm trying to make an interesting point about Cadbury's cream eggs. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, just had a moment. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Was it the word man size that did it? <laughs> Call her Pauline because she specifically said she didn't want name you, so I didn't even put it in the brief, Neve. Okay, because we're, we're, That's we're because notoriously bad. <laughs> we haven't been great about that now in the past. <laughs> we have had to take an episode down and beef it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Two o'clock in the morning, waking up right in the bed going, oh my God, I've got the beat. <laughs> Go on. Um, most embarrassing moment was when I was admitted to hospital where I, to the hospital where I worked mm-hmm. and when they were doing a physical and I had love bites on my ass. Oh, we'll call her Pauline. I am, I am in awe of you. I had a rule that they wouldn't, they couldn't be visible and thought they couldn't be visible. Like you can give me love bites, but only on me bum and thought that they would never be seen. Anon, please, as I have a son now and he doesn't need to know <laughs> this as it is still my most mortifying This moment. reminds me of when the nuns used to tell you to wear clean knickers in case you got knocked over by a bus. Like, <laughs> I always felt that there was a flaw in that statement because basically if you're knocked over in a bus, basically, you, you, the state of your underwear, clean or not, is the last thing you're thinking about. Yeah, exactly. Like if a medical professional goes, see, look at that. The, no- old gray pre- the old grey pennies knickers on her. We're not I, saving that. I just want to say for the record, now this is kind of a little bit. Uh, when I was expecting Jack, my first child, and I went into labour, I wasn't expecting to be over like my mother and my sister were always over. I wasn't expecting on my due date, so I hadn't actually shaved my legs or done anything. And I, I still remember... I, all of my first labour, I kept apologising for the fact that I had such hairy legs, not realising that there was probably worse things that were looking at. <laughs> but I was so mortified by the fact that I hadn't shaved my legs. You're not rational when you're in that position. <laughs> Ailes wrote in and she says, group holiday is her title, dash, one person bought a bag, a large bag of Lay's and asked everyone for 20 cents. Ah, lads, like... That's outrageous. Now, okay. I, I have to be fair. I, I had to Google what Lay's were. They're crisps. I, I didn't know. Yeah, crisps. It's like, they're like the same packets as Walkers, is it? Yeah, but they're crisps. I know. Do you know what I'm, bothers me about Walkers? What bothers you? And I just remembered. Oh. They switch the colours. I never knew this about you. You're like, really? Blue is cheese and onion and green is salt and vinegar. And? It should be the other way around. Why? Because Tato did it that way? 
We don't know you if Walker's in a part. But I'm still furious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's easy then to end up with cheese and onion when you want salt and vinegar. Yeah. And there's nothing worse. If you're expecting salt and vinegar and you get cheese and onion, oh, no. that's very disappointing. I, You know, actually, I'm highly suspect of crisps that I don't know what they are in a bowl. I'll never eat one. I would be skinny as if I didn't know what any crisps were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if somebody just opens all the packets. And put them on the, no. Yeah. No, I, I am not in the business of playing Russian roulette with, with crisps. <laughs> and I tell you why, because there's nothing worse than getting, <laughs> I hate sour cream and chive or whatever that shite is. Sour cream and onion? Oh, no. Oh, are we no longer so friends weird. now? Is this, are we no so longer like, friends? You don't know what it is? Absolutely don't put it in your mouth. Uh, well, I think that. <laughs> Come on. Okay, that's that's a good rule for anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely think oh, we've touched the nerve. If you are, if you're going to have a crisp and you don't know what that crisp is, no. I think that you need to suspend expectations. No, I can't. I can't take that chance because th- there's nothing worse than putting a crisp you don't like in your mouth. Because what do you do? Maybe I think there's a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> for some people, I think the world is a very dark. <laughs> Place. But now we have a problem to completely ruin the mood. Okay, come on then. <laughs> uh, dear Neven Garot, thanks for all the laughs. I'm really enjoying the podcast so far. It really does cheer me up on the bus every Monday morning. I only realised how much I enjoy it the week you were off sick and I was in terrible form all day. Oh, Anya, you're now my new favourite person. Wow. It's true for it. So I've been working in the same company for 20 years. I'm very comfortable here and I know everyone. There is great flexibility and I can come and go as I please. About a year ago, I completed a master's in communications and have moved into that role in the same company. The problem is I'm a bit bored. There is a part of me that is hungry for change, but at the same time, I'd hate to regret... Jesus. For someone that, <laughs> for someone that works in communications, you could throw in a few commas. <laughs> She didn't say she had a degree in grammar. Right, come on. There is a part of me that is hungry for change, but at the same time, I'd hate to regret a move. Comma. I know there will be more pressure and it'll be hard to get to know everybody in the new place. A nightmare scenario is I go there and can't get to grips with it and end up isolated and unable to do the work. What do you think I should do? Okay. That's from Anya. Anya, first of all, you've got great taste. (laughs) Fabulous taste. It sounds like you're in a really great place. I completely understand that. And sometimes when you're in that space, I find this sometimes at times in my life where I've worked on a project and the drive to work the project keeps you going and excites you and moves you and it gives you great satisfaction. And then you get to a point in your life where everything is working as you wanted it to. And so it feels like you're treading water for a bit because you need to. You need to. And actually, it's really good for you to do that for a little bit. But if you're a certain personality, you're going to need the next project. You need the next challenge. And the thing is, because you've been doing this quite a long time, you are safe and comfortable where you are. And the thing is, the big step off is always difficult. Yeah. Always difficult. But, and it doesn't always work. So I'm going to be very brutally honest. It doesn't always work. Yeah. However, it doesn't mean that it's not worth doing. Great advice. That's great advice. And Is that you know, it then? Yeah, we finished the show? I think we're done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I mean, we, there's a real, we have a real, like, type of problem that we get. Yes. Like, it's either affairs <laughs> or people unhappy at work. Yes. It seems to be a thing. Uh, are but, they, are we bringing that out in them? I think, <laughs> um, I, I, I'll tell you what will happen on you, right? Mm. You, this, and this, 
I think no matter what job you get or whatever your next mm. step is, right? It, unless it's in the same place, what will happen is you'll go into a new job yep. and you're going to panic. Yeah. Because briefly, how, quite briefly, you won't be able to do the work and everything will be new and you won't know the people and you definitely will feel isolated. And they're all normal, proper things. Ho- they're completely normal and that's what happens when you go into a new job. Sure. Uh, and what you you have to do is you have to give yourself six months at least or a year to find your way through that to work up to being what they want in that role yeah and actually this is really really important yeah the thing is I do it regularly because I'm thrown into different projects all the time yeah, because it's part of it's the nature new, of what the, I do. The nature, yeah. When you're self-employed, everything's new all the time. All the time. New environments, new people, new things always having to prove yourself. As a matter of fact, the more established you are as a person in the field, you then also have more to prove in your head yeah. and to them because the expectation is high. And that is difficult. I've often thought about this. Like, do you want a job where you're passionate about it mm. or do you want a job where you can coast? So what's your life? Is your life in work or your life outside of work? Well, I would suspect that she's not necessarily coasting where she is, but she's become accustomed to how to do it. There's two yeah. way, There's two solutions to this. You either bail and do something creatively in your career or you find a way outside of your career to actually get that similar feeling. Maybe if you look at taking a challenge on outside of work for a little bit just to get used to the feeling of doing something different, it might balance it out a little bit more. You know, I'm I'm only looking for suggestions. To be fair, my instinct is always to go, if if your instinct is, I really want to do this, then you do it wholeheartedly. And I really believe in that. I really, really believe in that. I think you have to really look at that. It doesn't matter what the outcome is then. Because you will survive it. If you've yes. made that decision with your instinct, if you make the decision, don't let anybody else make that decision for you. 100%. Do not make any decision that doesn't involve your instinct. And I, I would say do it. I would say go. I think if you're, you know, I think they'll be sad to lose you where you are. I mm-hmm. think if it doesn't work out in a couple of years, you can go back. Okay. But the chances are you probably won't. Yeah, but the other thing is, if you have a master's in communications and you're as good as your job, appears to be on this situation. If you take the jump, you'll always have work. Yeah. I, d- I don't think you have anything to worry about. Do you as know long as you don't require a promise. Problem, I think that the only problem Anya has is that she's been in the same place for 20 years. I think that's the problem. Like she's fa- like she's somebody yeah. who has, she found something else she wants to do. Mm. She went after, she got qualified in it. She, she then got that type of role mm-hmm. in her own job. Yeah. So you're a go-getter. You you make all those changes anyway. You yeah, and actually I What are you wasting our time for, <laughs> Anya? You're talking about the Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, but th- this is like the Eurovision conversation. I went back in 2010. That was that involved a decision. You know, and lots yeah, of people a- said, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, you might not win again? And you know, there was a lot of risk involved in that. Like, <laughs> and I you said, I'm gonna win. Mark my words. <laughs> yeah, didn't well, quite well, work well. out. <laughs> I, well, well, I qualified. Well. Move move out of the space. She qualified. And then I didn't have to deal with the Sonia conversation in 2010. But actually <laughs> the constant Sonia. Um I, I Who no, were move the away two from that the played the piano. The Romanians? You, no, the ones Paula that, Anovi. They were my favourite in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving back to Anya. Anya, let me tell you something, right? Um, there's always risk. There's always risk. But if you believe in what you're doing, then you're going to have some fun. And actually, you don't want to leave yourself completely open that you can't, there'll be too much free fall. But the truth is, you will survive it. You, and you're you managed, well able for it. You'll you, be grand. You've managed to achieve all of these things. If you're hungry for it, 
and you really do believe you want the challenge, just go for it. Yeah. And you know what? Don't let this doubt that you have in yourself affect your confidence going into interviews. You go in there and nail it. You lay it on the line, right? You're, do you know what you're after here? Big, big change. Big. That's what you want. A big hefty chunk of coin. <laughs> when you move jobs, right? You're leaving something somewhere that's very comfortable so you get something brilliant to go to. Do you interview well? I'm terrible in interviews. <laughs> I'm absolutely <laughs> abysmal. I, I I am absolutely I think we've had this conversation. horrific in an interview. I'm I'm terrible. I, I absolutely go to pieces. What happens to me is I go in, right? <laughs> I go into an interview. I make them regret me. I'm completely me. underconfident. I hate myself halfway through and then I completely turn on them and get resentful that they've made me hate myself. <laughs> so I go in there, <laughs> I go in there cowering and I come out like a snarling bastard. <laughs> and and I know what happens. Like I remember, I remember doing one interview and them walking me out to the gate and the woman from HR was just like, I don't know what happened in there but it was not attractive. <laughs> Well, so Anya, maybe don't take any advice off him, but actually what he said is true. In the wrong field. I, I got, I've got every job that I've interviewed for. I interview, really? I interview so well, sometimes I get a better job than I'm supposed to win. However, I can't always back it up with I the job. I never. Uh, yeah, and, and to be honest, obviously as a, as a singer, that's slightly different now. But, you know, I think interviews are all about, you know, being kind of positive. And really, you do have to kind of say, you really want me, but in a way that they don't feel that, you know, you're over confident. You have to make them want you and regret you the minute they walk out the door. I always think the one on the panel whose face you can read, you know, the one that, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, one. it doesn't happen in your interviews, but <laughs> the one that cannot hide how appalled they are by your answers. <laughs> <laughs> They're always the one I think I could be friends with. Yeah, yeah. They probably are their mates. Anyway, so Anya, go for it. But more importantly, fly free. Enjoy the journey. Fly on the wings of love. See or how have I did that? the world tonight. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> Well, they were some of my favourite moments. Agony Rants is back next week with our new season starting on the 9th of January. So if you have any problems or stories, send them to us on agonyrants at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to support the show, you can subscribe to Headstuff Plus and you can catch up on all of our bonus bits from the past year. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your holiday and we hope 2023 is your best year yet. Thanks for listening. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.